Welcome to the GBT podcast, Our Two Cents on Banking. I'm Jake Chapman. And I'm Jennifer Spurlock. Now, every month we will pick a hot topic in the world of banking and break it down and invite guest speakers to join us as we stay up to date on trends in personal finances. And welcome back and thank you for joining us. Jennifer, what comes to your mind when you think of the American dream? Well, for sure, owning your own home. Owning, maybe owning your own business, a car, having a few children. Okay. Secure job, white picket fence, you know. What about you, Jake? Um, I, w- I would probably venture to say the same thing. Yeah. Well, definitely owning your own home usually makes the top 10 when you ask people that question. Um, owning a home continues to be one of the best vehicles for wealth in the U.S. Actually, in 2018... Rising home prices and the slow expansion of mortgage debt have only improved homeowners' equity. So June is officially National Home Ownership Month. So huh. today we're going to be talking about the shift from renting to home ownership okay. among y- younger buyers, steps to buying your first home, what pre-approved means, mm-hmm. building a house, renovating your current home, and everything in between. You know, Jennifer, you're right. June is a hot month temperature-wise, but it's also the hottest month in the of the year in which people decide to move, regardless if they're moving across town or if they're moving to an entirely different city. Uh, in fact, in 2018, June was the busiest month for the moving industry with 13% of relocation activity as a result of the nice weather and the annual summer breaks from work and school. That's good stuff, Jake. Let's take a look at home ownership in the U.S. So they're continuing needs to be a noticeable shift from renting to home ownership, especially among younger buyers these days. Millennials are eager to achieve the milestone of home ownership and start building that equity in a home, but they're up against thousands of dollars in student debt. Another interesting trend when we're talking about new homes is the number of moves per home per size. Actually, in 2018 was similar to moves in 2017. The majority of home movers have moved out of those one-bedroom homes, and they've moved into three-bedroom homes. Okay, so growing families, people, you know, wanting to grow up a little bit more. You know, speaking of growing up, buying a house is a big kid decision, you know, and so to help us answer some of these big kid decisions and the decision-making process on buying a home, we're going to bring in uh, Greg Lee with Gibson Bank as well. And uh, he has a lot of years of experience in mortgage lending. And uh, Greg, glad to have you. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you so much. Welcome, Greg. So probably one of the first things that people want to know in buying a home is how much money do you have to have to buy a home? Well, I mean, Jake, that's a <laughs> that is a good place to start for most people. You know, you have to think whenever you go to buy a home, it's a it's probably going to be the largest transaction that you're going to make in your life or one of the largest transactions in your life. And so the money that it takes kind of varies depending on what it is that we're trying to get done. So it's really good to have like a financial health evaluation kind of thing where you come in and and see, uh, you know, someone that's a mortgage specialist to help you sit down and, and get an assessment of where you are. The reason why you want to do that, Jake, I mean, of course, I know that both of y'all have heard that, you know, there's different ways of getting down payments. You'll hear somebody say, right. man, I had to put 20% down or wow, I had to put 5% down. And those, those, there are some variances out there based on the type of loan that people end up with. And so you really need to take a look at that to see how much do you have available to put down on the house? How much, how much do you need the, the, uh, the mortgage broker or the mortgage right. banker to lend you? 
And then, you know, how much money do I have in what we call reserves, right. which is kind of like living expenses, Jake. That's going to be money that you have set aside. That's a certain percentage of what you make, you know, right. for so many months for extra expenses that come out. So right. all of those things play into that financial help, health of the of the borrower. Okay, so it's wise to go ahead and start saving. If you have it on your radar that you want to buy a home, so it'd be wise to go ahead and start setting back a certain percentage to save just in case you do have to put some money down. Now, we will get to some of those other programs which determine if you have to put 20% or 5% down. But probably the next thing that I would like to ask is, um, you know, how much debt should you have? You know, we talked about how much money should you have, how much debt should you have? And also factoring in like your, as you mentioned, your day-to-day expenses. What should we think about that when it comes to buying a home? Well, well the, the, the best answer is the least debt you can have, the how better off you're you going to be. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, how much debt should you have? None. <laughs> Especially if you look back at the, uh, you know, if you look back generations, you know, those, those, uh, older generations, they had a tendency when they came to buy a home to try to have as little debt as possible. So that way they would have not only money saved up, but they would have plenty of room in their monthly income to pay for that dream home, you know, that because everyone's looking for that final, you know, final dream home. And everybody's looking for that, you know, instead of my one bedroom house, I really would like to have that three bedroom house with the pool and the kids playing in the yard. So, you know, no debt is better than any debt. However, if you were to look at that, Jake, you know, you would you would want to have an idea of about how much you pay every month in in not only expenses but in debt and notes right. that you actually pay every month and then add to it what would be your house loan, okay? And then that should be a certain percentage of your gross in, income anywhere from uh, 25 to maybe 30% right. of your gross income. Okay, so we've talked about debt and how much money you should save. Probably the next question that would come to people's mind is what should my credit score be? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. That's usually the first one that people go <laughs> right. to is what is my credit score? And you know, today with, with uh, media and, and we're bombarded constantly uh, by the, these uh, little three numbers that seem to control our world. Uh, we're bombarded uh, every day with it. So most people have that in the first thing of their, their brain through a uh, bit uh, you know, freecreditreport.com or right. Karma and those places. But anyway, the credit score is, in fact, you know, one of the most important pieces of the mortgage process. And a low credit score can keep you from even qualifying for the house, okay. you know, and, and being able to, to, to obtain a mortgage to even purchase the house. So it is a critical part of what's going on. Now, if you find yourself in that situation where your credit score is low, there are some things you can do you know, to, to correct that over time. But Jake and Jennifer, as you both know, that's going to take some time to get done. And and for that, that those changes in your credit score to actually start to hit the report. But the inverse is much better. If you have a high credit score, you almost get to do like they do on TV and walk into my office and prop your feet up on my desk and start (laughs) to tell me what your rate's going to be. You know, so those that have a, a higher credit score, you know, tend to have a a little bit more ease in the process, but it's not the only piece. Right. And and to kind of back that up, when we talk about credit score, folks, and you may need to realize that the lower credit score that you have means you will pay a higher interest rate. So it's mm-hmm. best to go ahead and work on your credit beforehand. Um, and all the, all the while trying to keep in mind, not having too much debt, you know, having five and six credit cards and two car payments and all that, you know, you might have one credit card payment and maybe one 
car note to do so you don't have yourself over encumbered all the while that works on your credit score. Yeah, so Jake, I think that's a good point and yeah. just wanted to bring out that, that, you know, that is one of the, you know, whenever I talk to people, you know, because of all those little different pieces, it is so important to find a good mortgage banker. Yeah. And of course at GBT, right. a good mortgage banker with GBT and let us sit down and go through all of these different facets of what it takes to obtain that home mortgage. Along the lines of credit score, that sounds like a topic we should touch on in a, in its own podcast a right. while in the future. So we'll save that one. Yeah, you couldn't imagine how much goes into that credit score and, and <laughs> yeah. how many how many people, how important it is to so many people out there. You know, and at the beginning of this, we kind of touched on the fact that people are looking at moving away from renting to buying. Uh, Greg, what, what would you suggest people need to think about when they're in that situation of that question of renting versus buying a home? Well, I mean, the, the first step to think about is that now you own whatever problem may arise in the home. And so if you, if you need a new roof or if the air conditioner has to be repaired, it is now on you and not on your landlord to do that. Right. And so you definitely have to have some sort of budget set aside for the home to where you, you budgeted not only my payment that I have on my house, not only the payments that I have to pay, not only my cell phone and, and you know, my, my trips to Amazon and, yeah. and, you know, my Netflix account, you know, you have all of that in there. But you have to take a certain percentage, and, and it's different for everybody, to set aside so that you have savings mm-hmm. saved up for those unexpected expenses that can come up in home ownership. Because that, that's a, a popular question that we get. It's like, well, my rent is so much more expensive than what my mortgage payment would be. But that sounds to me like what you lined out is that cost for any kind of repair expense is on the homeowner, the landlord. So that's why one reason why your rent is higher than what your mortgage payment would be. Right. So and another expense that a lot of people don't think about is the the insurance on the home, you know. Right. The home has to be insured. Uh, mm-hmm. most uh, mortgage property bankers will taxes, require yeah, property so there's a lot fees. of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jennifer, we've talked about all of these questions that somebody should have to keep in mind uh, when wanting to purchase a home and maybe looking at moving away from renting to buying. So what's the next step? Right. So everybody asks, like Greg said, one of the first steps needs to be go to your bank, find a person you can trust and start talking to them about loans. Um, you've got to figure out how much you can afford and they'll help you do that. Um, really the best way to do that is to get pre-approved for a mortgage by yeah. going to your trusted banker um, so in order to do that, you just need to provide some financial information, um, such as your income and the amount of savings and investments you have. And then your lender will take a look at all of that information and then tell you how right. much we can lend you. How much you can afford. Right, right. Based on all those numbers, what is a good number that they think you should be able to afford? Um, so this will tell you the price range of the homes that you should start looking at. Right. So th- this is a, a responsible approach to buying a home instead of going and looking at a home and having your heart set on this home. Right. And then you go and visit the banker and they tell you you can't afford it. And then all of a sudden you're mad at the banker right. when uh, it's not necessarily their fault. It's just you didn't plan appropriately. Right. And most real estate agents are going to ask you whenever you start right. looking at homes, have you gone by and talked to a banker yet? Good. Right. Yeah. You know, they're going to ask that question. So you've been pre-approved and the bankers told you how much you can afford. 
And going back to what we touched on earlier about the down payment, people want to know about the down payment. Some people may not have 20% of that $200,000 home saved up. So Greg, what are some options that people can look at? There are plenty of options out there. You know, like you have VA loans, FHA loans. There's also a rural development loan, Jake, that will get you to where not only is there very little down payment, there's actually other than the cost of the closing cost of closing the loan, right? There are no down payments that are required or equity injection required on the purchase of the house. Uh, then you have uh, other conventional loans that are out there, and and you know they require a little bit more down payment. But sometimes you can overcome that by purchasing a, a product called uh, private mortgage insurance. And with that private mortgage insurance, you're able to overcome some of those down payment requirements that you run into. You know, let's go back to, uh, you know, having a, a real estate agent, you know, and people want to ask, well, can I just go online and look for a home and contact the seller? It's actually wise to go through a real estate agent because a real estate agent can provide you with maybe some information on the home that's maybe not known to the public. You know, they can also help you in their in the negotiation for the purchase of the house because, Nine times out of ten, they're this. They're they know what the seller, what their selling price is, what their selling target is, you know. And best of all, it doesn't cost you anything to go through an agent. You know, uh, they may be compensated, maybe with yeah, com- at commission sale. at the yeah, sale, at the but it doesn't cost you anything to consult with a real estate agent in the process. So Jennifer, talk us through the next step of the program as, as we move along. Right. So you've gone to the bank, you know how much you can spend. You've got someone to help you find a home. So now the fun part begins. You can yeah. start looking at homes within your price range. Um, and you know, on the HGTV shows, they always show them all these different homes. And I swear the first one they show them is above the price range. Right. You know? <laughs> so try to stay and look with, at those homes within your price range. Um, it might be helpful to take notes as you go visit right. all the homes because you're going to see a ton of houses, hopefully. Um, and it can be super hard to remember everything about them. So you might want to take pictures on your phone or video even to help you remember each home. Couple things things to look for. Um, look at the details of the house. Test the plumbing by running the shower to see how strong the water pressure is, and how long maybe it takes to get hot water. Okay. Um, try out the electrical system by turning on and off the switches. Open and close the windows and doors to see if they work properly. My wife opened every cabinet door whenever we bought really? our home. Smart. I didn't think to do that. I walked around and looked around and said, hey, this looks great. We'll take it. Yeah. And she went in through, she did the very same thing that you're talking about. Yeah, good for her. Um, it's also important to evaluate the neighborhood and make note of such things as, you know, the other homes on the block or the street, are they well maintained? <clears throat> and that's something you're real estate agent would know area, right. good area versus, you know, not so good area. How much traffic does the street get? Mm-hmm. Maybe different types, times of the day. Go look at that house and see about the traffic. Um, is there enough parking on the street for your family and friends? Is it convenient? Is it near places of interest to you like your schools, shopping centers, restaurants, right. parks? Um, but take as much time as you need in this process to find the right home for you. Uh, and then work with your real estate agent to negotiate a fair offer um, against comparable homes in the neighborhood. And then once you and the seller have reached that agreement on a price, 
the house will go into escrow, which is the period of time it takes to complete all the remaining steps in that home buying process. Okay. So we've talked about renting versus buying and and what you should do to prepare to buy a home. But some people may want to build a home. Maybe they already have some land that they have, or maybe they want to purchase some land to buy a home. And, And without boring you too much about the process, but building a home is very similar. You still need to get pre-approved to know how much you can afford, but building a home basically where GBT sets you up a line of credit and you work with a general contractor and at certain periods of time in the construction process, you know, you can draw so much of that money and we send out somebody to inspect the house to make sure the work is done appropriately. And then we give you another percentage of that. And then once the process is finished, then you could take it out on the mortgage market. Right. You know, so that's another option, too. We've talked about renting versus buying and buying a home. But there's also the option of building a home, too. So, Greg, is there anything else you want to add to this process of, of getting a mortgage, going through a bank and buying a home? Well, you know, Jake and Jennifer... The, I hate to keep going back to it, but the, it is so important, uh, and I need to stress how important it is to find yourself a good mortgage banker and someone that understands the process. Because as a, as we it's come out today, there's a, there's a lot to this process. It's not necessarily a right. simple thing to right. do. You know, there's a lot of steps involved. Everybody gets an opportunity, but there you need some help to you know someone to help guide you through the process. So you want to take that time to really you know think about who is it that we trust enough, who is it that we want to go see. Of course, at Gibson Bank and Trust, we can always the door is always open and we're always ready uh, with our mortgage bankers to help you out. But we have people that can assist you to make you know, make the process a little easier, you know, cause everybody has different things that they're worried about, Jake, you know, I mean, I, I want my payment to be as low as possible. And then someone else right. will come in and say, well, I need to pay it off as quick as possible, you know, so they're right. willing to pay a little bit more, you know? And so there's, there's with the different options that you have out there, you really have to have somebody that's not only knowledgeable, but interested in your transaction and right. helping you find a home and helping you buy the home of your dreams, be it your first time buying or be right. it your 10th time buying. You know, you know, before we start wrapping it up, you know, something else we want to let you folks know is we talked about how much of an arduous process of building or buying a home uh, can be just some of the things you want to keep in mind uh, when going through this process, your home will need to be appraised. Uh, And what I'm getting at is maybe the the timeline of this process. Uh, Gone are the days to where you can say, I want to buy that house and you're going to close on Friday. Uh, That's not going to be the case because this is all government regulated and they're going to make sure that you are doing everything appropriately for the customer's best interest. So it could be a good thing, but you know, your home will need to be appraised, which, you know, may determine how much of that down payment you'll need. Um, You know, and that could take anywhere from a week to two weeks to get that appraisal back. Okay. And also uh, all the amount of paperwork, you know, Jennifer talked about the amount of financial information you're going to bring in. You know, a lot of people think that's an invasion on their privacy because people money is very important to them next to their family. Uh, It's their second most important thing, I believe, as Greg taught me coming up in banking, (laughs) you know, so the most important thing in your life. Right. So people think, well, why do they need to bring all of this personal information? Well, that's to help the bank analyze how much you can afford, because the last thing we want you to do is be over encumbered with something that you can't afford. Um, But 
In addition to all that financial paperwork, you're going to come back to the bank another couple of times to sign paperwork. The, For instance, the loan estimate is the kind of the, the beginning of the end of the process where you see what your interest rate's going to be, how much your monthly payment's going to be, what all the all the fees are. That's something that people really don't think about is all the fees that go into this. And no, it's not just for the bank to get rich on, but we have to enlist other people and other firms to help us complete this process for you. Uh, so you'll come in and you'll look at that and you decide, yes, I want to continue in this process. And then at the very end, you have your closing disclosures, which is yet more paperwork that you're going to have to sign. But, you know, people liken this to signing your life away because of all the amount of papers you're going to have to sign. But you go through the final product of everything. And then after that, the process is finished. But at the end of the day, it sounds like a, a really scary and arduous process. We've talked about everything that goes into buying a home and building a home. But at the end of the day, you want to go with a mortgage banker and a bank that cares about you and cares that you are taken care of through this entire process from point A to point B, all the way to point Z, keeping you informed of the process at every step of the way and taking care of this process with you so you're not going at it alone. I'm just going to go ahead and make a plug here if it's okay, Jennifer and Jake. I'm go just going to go ahead it. and yeah. say GBT has some of the best mortgage bankers in the area. You can come in and we'll help you compare whether you should buy, should you build, should you be renting for a little bit longer, you know, and, and right. help you do those things. Also, on our website, our website is such a great resource to go to. Uh, when you go to the website, go to the menu, and in the menu, you'll find, you know, mortgages in there. In there, you'll find a loan calculator that will help you calculate, help you calculate what your oh, payment okay. could be. Yeah. You know, so you could just put a number in and say, all right, you know, $150,000 costs me how much a month? And it'll help you do that. Also, you can go ahead and begin the process of the application from the comfort of your own home. Get the application, get some of the hard stuff out of the way whenever you have some time at your leisure. And then once you submit on our website, then a mortgage banker will call you and uh, help you through the rest of the uh, rest of the process. I think that pretty much concludes this segment. We've talked about the full gamut of options you have between uh, renting and buying and building and, and really kind of the whole process that entails the whole thing. Greg, I really appreciate you coming in and answering those questions for us. Thanks for coming. Thank yeah, you, Greg. Yeah, thank you for having it. Just one more real pl big okay. plug real quick. Yeah. The website, www.gibsonbank.com. Go there and you can start your application today. today. Thank you guys for having us. All right. Thank you for joining us. Gibson Bank and Trust has proudly served the banking needs of our community since 1948 with superior banking services and personal attention. GBT's great banking team has the experience and products available to meet all of your financial needs, including personal and commercial banking, credit cards, mortgages, auto financing, investment advice, and insurance. They've helped our neighbors and friends, small businesses, and large companies grow and prosper throughout North Louisiana and continue to do so by putting their customers first. Stop by any of their branches from Arcadia to Shreveport and start banking your way at Gibsland Bank & Trust.